0: Welcome to Ag Vic Talk, keeping you up to date with information from Agriculture Victoria.
1: Imagine having a clear vision for making your farm more productive and less labour intensive, but not having the resources to even let you take the first step in making that happen. That was the story of Clay Gowers, a farmer from Carwap in northwestern Victoria who was certain drones could play a big part in improving productivity on their family property. He joined me in the AgVic Talk studio to discuss how he's now on the path to making his dream a reality.
0: At the minute, what we do agronomically is we just drive around the paddock, just visually look and see if we've got an issue with any of the paddocks. And I think agronomists have told us to visually see a difference between that plant and that plant It has to be a 10% difference, and 10% is quite a lot when you start talking yield at the end of the day. So what my plan would be, would be to fly my drone, be able to map a paddock, you get a bit better of a bird's eye view, and you get the paddock as a whole, whereas when we drive through a paddock, we drive through a bit of a corner or maybe through the middle and then out, you don't get a full idea of what the paddock's doing in every spot, otherwise you'd be driving around the paddock all day.
1: So it's this ambition for drones that's led you to apply for the Young Farmers Scholarship. Tell me about why you think then this would be a good fit.
0: I'd always wanted to learn more about different farming processes, and I suppose I haven't really been able to fund learning different um, skills and all that sort of stuff. Like uh, some of the um, things you learn have cost a little bit of money, so um, I haven't probably thought it as a big priority financially. So I haven't sort of taken the step, but being able to get the scholarship has allowed me to take that scholarship money and be able to put it into an area where I'm really interested in, but haven't had the chance to sort of make that leap forward.
1: So what is it you've put it into?
0: The scholarship is pretty much broken down into two halves. So you have up to $5,000 to study and up to $5,000 to implement. So I've put my studying $5,000 in, which is the upskill portion. I've put that into drone mapping. So basically learning how to incorporate drones into the farm to help map paddocks and gather data. And then the second half of my scholarship will be helping me to fund into a drone. So it should pay for, I think two-thirds of a agricultural mapping drone, and then I'll fork out the last little bit to sort of help uh, implement that into our farm.
1: Okay, so you're getting into drones, Clay, but why do you see yep. drones as an important tool for the future of your farming needs?
0: So it's just to get, I suppose, a better view of your paddock as a whole. As most farmers know, no paddock is equal from one side to the other. You've always got dead spots. You've always got hills that are Either overproduce or underproduce, and they address, dif- I suppose, fertilizer side sort of things, they're addressed differently. And then, I suppose, if it comes to infestation of um, bugs or mice or any other kind of pest, you're able to visually see the damage faster, and being able to address it earlier is always going to be a benefit.
1: Are you aware of drones being applied this way in other farming practices?
0: I have on some small scale. I know that Agriculture Victoria, I believe in the Horsham Research Facility, they're doing tests on crops, but obviously that's at a smaller scale. Um, I believe there is a farmer in the Sea Lake um, Manangatang area that is doing it. I have to look into that a little bit more because I really want to go and and visit him to sort of see how he's implementing it and how he thinks it works. And I suppose, um, you know, pick his brain of things that work, things that haven't. But as for large scale, I don't know a lot that's going on in that space, but definitely if anyone, I suppose, knows of anything and can contact me, I'd, I'd definitely be interested in um, listening to what they've got to say and even visiting the farm and um, I'm eager to learn and I can see this space being a space that's, um, it's not going to get smaller. It's going to be one of those things where, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, farmers are going to be saying, when did you get start implementing drones? Not if you have, it'll be when you have.
1: So you're going to be a bit of a pioneer in this space in some regards, Clay.
0: That's the sort of the plan, yeah, like I I already have a a keen interest in drones anyway, but being able to implement this into a farm, it'll be learning from my own mistakes and trying to work out, well, what can we do better? How can we implement this technology in an easier, user-friendly way? Or I suppose it's sort of very early stages in drone development in general, and then you're trying to apply it into a um, professional space being in agriculture there's always going to be some uh, learning points and yeah, ways to drive that technology forward. So I'm, I'm excited to see where it can go.
1: I guess the scholarship then has given you a chance to hyper-accelerate your vision and pursue this technology because otherwise, what would have it been? A bit of the have-a-go show, go and buy a drone and see what you can do with it. Whereas now you're going to be professionally trained and have the money to buy a piece of equipment that's fit for the task.
0: Yeah, definitely. I um, It's interesting that you sort of, bring that up. I actually, previous to even hearing about the scholarship, I remember having a chat to my dad about maybe getting something like this to help with our spraying program. And I I jumped online, looked at the price, said, yep, no way. And then shut the computer again, even just an entry-level ag drone. And I just looked at it and I thought, I can't afford that. Like I don't even know how to use it. I don't know anything about it. So that's going to be more training. And I, I just remember being overwhelmed the first time I saw the price of some of these ag drones, you know, that can vary from five grand up to 40 grand, you know, so it was, it's quite overwhelming. And then I suppose when the scholarship came out, I thought, well, why not use this as a chance to learn from people in the industry and try to, I suppose, implement this technology in a way that's sort of never been implemented before. So,
1: Clay, you've given a bit of an outline in terms of a bird's eye view opportunity it's going to give you in terms of looking at your crops and what may be occurring across the entire operation. Have you got a vision for other areas that may lead into for you?
0: I believe in the short term, you know, the next, let's say, 10 years, it'll be mainly focused on crop health. So obviously, like I said before, getting that bird's eye vision, being able to scan paddocks for um, like the crop's um, photosynthesis. So obviously the green scale of the crop. And then obviously that's going to tell us if the plant is sick, if it needs either addressing uh, because, and then finding the reason why it's sick, whether it be pest infestation or nutrients and addressing that issue. So I believe that in the short term, the main focus will be all for crop health and agronomic strategies and all that sort of thing. But I believe the long term will be, you know, people talk about drones. The first thing that comes to their mind is something flying in the air. But the definition of a drone is just anything that's unmanned. People talk about, you know, driverless tractors. I know in America, they're testing driverless tractors at the minute. The biggest stumbling block is going to be obviously getting that over the line safety wise and OH&S. But I believe the future of farming is going to be more... Less physical people in seats and more automated technology to either have you know driverless tractors, driverless sprayers, driverless quad bikes, Utes, all that sort of thing, so that then the farmer is a more of a management of operations instead of sitting in the seat or having to employ five people to sit in each of his tractors. So I think from a future visionary standpoint, I believe that you know the farmer is going to be more managing these machines and focusing on tasks that require hands, like filling up trucks again or maintenance and for breakdowns and all that sort of thing. So I do believe that will be the next push when that is, whether that's in 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. I believe it'll be in my lifetime. I'm 27 at the minute, so that that will be either implemented or not far off being implemented.
1: Clay, as you said, you're only 27. But you're obviously seeing a change in terms of labour being available on properties. Is that part of the driver also, you think, for this need for drone technology, just simple access to people to do the job?
0: Yeah, potentially. I know um, we usually employ people for harvesting and sometimes for sowing. It is sometimes hard to get some people to say, like, especially if they've got a part-time job or another job, to say, come work for us for two months and then you can go back to your job. Most people don't want to do that. You need to almost find someone who either is looking for a job, is only working, let's say, part time, and they can cut their other job back. So to find that sort of person who's actually good quality people can be difficult to find because we, um, you know, as we, we're running multi-million dollar machinery, we don't want to just chuck anyone on there that doesn't really know what they're doing. We actually sort of almost filter through people before you even ask them, and then obviously those people are probably qualified or, or um, you know, got jobs elsewhere. So. I don't believe uh, labor acquisition is going to be the driver of it. I think it'll just be technology making things easier so that you're working smarter, you're not working harder. You're putting your resources where they need to be instead of just sitting in a seat. Like I find, you know, sometimes during harvest and so on, I'm just sitting there babysitting this machine, making sure that if something goes wrong, I'm, I'm on top of it. But 90% of my day is sitting there just watching, you know, and if you could take out that portion. And just have a machine that could literally drive itself and then if something goes wrong, it stops. And then you get a notification on your tablet or smartphone or whatever it may be saying, unit such and such is encountering an error and then you have to go and obviously solve that error. So I just think that, that would, it makes you use your time more efficiently instead of sitting in a seat unproductive, basically, is sort of uh, my vision on it.
1: So, Clay, potentially, is this scholarship putting you on the pathway of where you really think farming is going to be? I mean, your vision is moving farming towards a very high-end technical skill set as well as a high-end agronomical skill set as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, the technology is here now to implement what I'm talking about. It's just got to be, I suppose, trialled and have issues sorted out and then obviously progress, and that period is going to take a long time. Like, right now in America, they've got tractors that will – Drive themselves, and you just set up your parameters. Here's the boundary. Here's a tree. They'll go around it. Not a problem. It's not that that will be the implementation. It'll be the part that you know the neighbor worrying about if it's going to drive through his house. Um, It's going to be the safety side of things that will take a long time to get over the line to then start implementing. So I suppose I've got my scholarship side of things, which is obviously it's amazing, and and I' so excited to get started and start flying my drone around and start using it on our farm effectively and being able to make better agronomic decisions faster but I can also see this other side of it where the future is going to be so incredibly interesting and the direction that it's going to go really it could go anywhere but where I can see it going is just going to make life a lot easier like it'll be almost the same instance when um, GPS has started being installed on tractors Some people had them, some people didn't, but the people that did have them, they found the technology useful. They could see how it was saving them money with fuel, with uh, chemicals, with not overlapping. So they were saving more money and that paid for their unit in return. I can see this as another instance where once you implement it, it'll save you more money and it'll pay for itself anyway. And then in 20 years people will be saying that was the best thing i ever did it saved me money and you know when did you get your drone and i, do, I believe this will be a, sort of the next step will be mapping and then obviously in the future further forward it'll be unmanned tractors and you know sort of progress in that direction
1: well clay it's a very exciting future that you uh, envisage and i think you're probably on track for seeing it become a reality how far are you through your training now with your scholarship in terms of the first part of the scholarship
0: I've pretty much only got one last portion of it. I'm doing my training down in Warnable, and I've done the basically the mapping and data gathering side of things. And then the third part is just a more in-depth learning how to fly larger drones and comply with aviation laws and things like that. I haven't been able to do that section of it due to uh, coronavirus. I was pretty much set in to go just before it all started. And then obviously everything sort of flared up. So that's sort of been put on the pause for the moment. And so once pretty much I can sort of get down to Warrnambool and organise that again, I'll be heading down there. And then once I've ticked that off, pretty much uh, that's my upskill portion of the scholarship covered and then the next step will be the invest side of things which will be where I'll uh, be looking at purchasing an ag-specific drone to um, help with my mapping.
1: Well I'm sure you've been trawling the internet for the perfect drone. Clay Gowers, thank you very much for joining me in the Ag Vic Talk studio and all the best with the remaining part of your scholarship and the exciting future road it's going to take you on.
0: No worries. thank you Drew, thanks for having me on.
1: For more information about the Upskill and Invest Young Farmers Scholarship and other Young Farmer resources, visit vic.gov.au forward slash youngfarmers or search Young Farmers Business Network on Facebook.
0: Thank you for listening to Ag Vic Talk. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.